Ambler. From the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio, it's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Blake, I'm sure we'll have some football to get into, but who's complaining? I missed this uh, conversation. Who started the complaining? We haven't played a game yet, and LSU's going to have trouble hitting the baseball. Who started that? Bill, I really don't know. I'm more (laughs) confused than a Mexican trying to eat an American taco. I I really just don't understand. I I really don't understand what people are – complaining about with Jay Johnson. And it's not even really – it's not LSU fans. All these preseason rankings are coming out, and we're like – you know, I think LSU fans are like, hey, 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 hold on now. Like, we know that Paul Skeens and uh, we know Dylan Cruz are out the door, uh, but did you not see Travinsky? Did you not see Bear Jones? Both guys who had double-digit home runs. Uh, and, Bill, here, here's the crazy thing. People are saying we have no idea where the runs are going to come from. Bill, the country's RBI leader returns in Tommy Tanks. What, what uh, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, Bill, listen, I don't mean this in a wrong way. It's Texas A&M media, okay? God bless their soul. That's all I'm going to say. It, it's too early in the morning to be talking about people around Texas A&M. Bill, we went viral last week because I said their 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 chill was weird, their their cult was weird, and you know they got mad at me. But I don't really care. It's just they don't understand what is being replaced. Bill, this isn't football, right? Like they're they're saying, well, the Michael Braswell kid from South Carolina stinks. Well, Bill, he he's absolutely torn the cover off the ball. Maybe you should look into what Jay Johnson has done. So I, I don't understand. What they're talking about. Bill, they're going to be better on the mound. I mean, this team who won a national championship last year is going to kill people on the mound. They're going to suffocate them. Good luck. Oh, Bill, by the way, I was out there the other day. They have a freshman throwing 101. 
So, again, good luck. Oh, and by the way, he's a lefty. So, I don't know. A lefty throwing 101 is from another planet. That's crazy. Another planet. And, Bill, wait till you, wait till you see his off-speed stuff. Wait right. till you see his slaughter. Wait till you see his changeup. Cam Johnson is the kid who everybody thought was going to get drafted, and the money did not – he did not get the money that he wanted, and he's on campus. Bill, think about this. He is the – of all the players that have come on LSU's campus and played at LSU, Cruz, Bregman, Schemes, Tanks, whoever it is, Cam Johnson, the lefty, is the highest-ranked player, recruited player, the highest-ranked player to ever touch LSU's campus, ever. And look at what they've done over the years. So they actually tell you a little bit about who that kid is and what he's done this fall. But he threw nine pitches the other day in the inner squad. You want to know how that went? Well, it didn't go good for anybody at the plate, I'll tell you that. So, uh, again, I think LSU is a place where, Bill, it's in football terms, it's like people asking if Kirby Smart has replenished at Georgia from the recruiting aspect. I mean, you can only have so many number one recruiting classes in back-to-back years, three straight years, by the way, and say to yourself, well, are they any? Are they going to be any good? Well, we're about to find out. Perry Mason from the Orange Groves of America. Ask Blake how good is the Florida LSU baseball series going to be in the box? It's going to be fun. Um, we have not gotten that game in the regular season, Bill, since I think Jay's first year, so this will be um, – and we, I think that game, that series is in Florida. We have not had Florida in Death Valley in some time. Right. Um, so that's going to be fun. I mean, you got a rematch of the national championship game. Um, Bill, I would suspect that series to be when, you know, things start heating up and fans start getting more engaged and start getting out and about. So uh, it's going to be a fun series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to probably be there on Friday or Saturday. Uh, on that one, Bill, con- uh, considering what we got going on, but that's going to be really fun. Jack Cagliadone and that Florida talent versus LSU's talent. I mean, there's going to be so many dudes on that field. My God. Yeah, so many dudes. I mean, Bill, what I don't think people are talking about is, like, for example, I think Jack Cagliadone's the best player in college baseball. I don't think it's remotely close because what he does in the mound, what he does with the play net first. Uh, but it's just so much talent that, that's on uh, that field. Bill, think about this. The College World Series, the final last year, had three of the top three picks. And right. Wyatt Langford, Dylan Cruz, and Paul Kings. College baseball changing, Bill. And, and there's more talent. There, there, there's, more, there's more high-end dudes that are coming to college. because I think because, Bill, really, because of NIL – because of things that we've seen uh, and, and with the portal, guys are staying around a little bit longer and they're getting drafted higher. Bill, think about this. The lowest-ranked first-round guy was Ty Floyd, who had 18 strikeouts in the College World Series. He still made the first round. So it's just like even now, you go into this year, Mac Bingham, Paxton Clean, Jack Aglion, Tommy Tanks. You just got so many dudes. Uh, it's going to be fun. And, and, and Bill, be, to be real with you, I think the state here is buzzing about it because you got the defending national champion that changed the intimidator down out in right field, which is a big deal here. So uh, it's going to be fun. A lot of people are getting excited for this. Johnny Vegas has a two-parter. Wants to know who replaces Trey Morgan's 
on the field leadership and who would probably be the Friday night pitcher to step up? I think for now, Thatcher Hurd is going to be the guy that starts on Friday nights, and I think Bear Jones. I mean, you can't replace Trey Morgan at, at first um, defensively, but you did last year, Bill. I mean, you played two-thirds of your games without him at first, and Bear Jones was there. He hit over 300 and double-digit home runs. So he's going to have to replace that, but you can't replace that defense. I mean, the national championship play that he had against Wake Forest on the uh, suicide squeeze, in and of itself, it's probably the best defensive play that I've ever seen in that kind of a crunch time. Um, you can't replace that. But one thing you will get out of Barry Jones, Bill, again, again he played two-thirds of the – started two-thirds of the season, hit three over 300 and over double-digit home runs. So, I mean, they're just going to be built a little bit different. But I do think they got better defensively in other areas. But, you, I mean, you just can't replace Trey Morgan. Everything quiet right now on the football front. Um, yeah, somewhat, Bill. So we talked with Brian Kelly last week, and it's the same conversation um, that we've been having. They'll start, uh, Bill, on the 5th uh, of March and spring, and we'll be out there for every one of those practices. But um, the interior of the defensive line, they're having to move some guys inside um, from DN to D-tackle. I don't like that. They're going to move some offensive linemen over there. I don't like that, Bill. Uh, I, I think it's the biggest area of concern. I really do think that this team, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, you, you know, again, you got to replace Jade Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas. But defensively, they, they have recruited, I mean, Bill, they got a lot of four star, high four star kids here. Got a couple five star guys in there. Um, can they be developed? I, I think the biggest question that we're going to have with LSU and which Brian Kelly talked about last week and, and, you know, he said something that they're going to attack in the spring portal period. Well, good luck with that, but, uh, is that interior of the defensive line? Bill, I, I, I've never – golly, I'm trying to think, Bill. I, I just don't think that I've ever seen an LSU defense with the interior of the defensive line this bad, ever. So it's it just it, – it's something that they got to fix, and they better fix it quickly, Bill, because <laughs> you got USC, UCLA, and I know that UCLA just got Sean Foster and all that kind of stuff, but you got, you're facing a lot of teams, really good teams in the non-conference. And you're in the SEC, so it, it, Bill, they got to get, they got to figure something out there really quickly. Blake, I can count on one finger in my years of doing this, an offensive lineman transitioning to defense and actually being good. It's not going to work, Bill. We're fat, white, and blue. I'm one of them. You know, I, I mean, what are we talking about here, Bill? I, 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 lo- I would have loved to play defense. I'm too slow, so. I mean, it's not going to work. They, 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 they're going to move some defensive ends in, in, into the interior. Yeah, that's not going to work. So good luck, good luck to what they're doing, Bill. But I mean, they're going to have to go into the spring, identify some guys. Hopefully, hopefully, some guys that that you know, some really talented guys go into the spring portal, and they go and get them. But they're going to have to spend the money. And, and Bill, they might need to go get a couple other little things, you know, for death purposes. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. They just, it's, it's a massive problem. I don't think, I, get, Bill, I, I will tell you this. LSU, even under Orgeron, in the time that I've covered LSU, they've had a lot of issues. I don't think that they've ever had a bigger issue than the interior defensive line. I'm serious. I, I think it's a big concern. So, that big of a concern. So, look, he better figure it out quickly because if they don't, Bill, you're going to have Ole Miss running for 300 yards on you again. 
Is there anything they can do in April? Uh, is there is there availability there in the portal? No, I, I mean, Bill, I, I I want to be cautious here because I mean, if a kid goes in there that's talented enough, you'll say yeah. that you know people say he's tampered with him. Um, but I, I I have no clue because I mean I have no clue on what kid could or would hit the portal. Yeah. I don't think that there's anybody with Louisiana connections. Right, like meaning the kid from Louisiana that grew up wanting to play at LSU, that's in that interior of the defensive line. So, look, they're going to have to use back channels. They're going to have to do whatever they got to do if they want to be competitive there. Uh, again, I just don't think people realize, and LSU fans and media are masking this. I just don't think they realize how bad this situation is right now. Is Mason Smith? I know he, he had the knee two years ago, but is he just not what was anticipated? Wasn't what anticipated. I, I think the injury really messed him up. I mean, Bill, look what he did in the first couple of plays there against Florida State. But, I mean, he goes to the NFL draft, and um, they, they just don't have, a, they don't have the depth or the talent there. Blake, tell everybody how they can get all your shows. We'll be Rafino and Joe show live at 10, 10.30 a.m. You know, we got to go early because of Valentine's Day. Give, us, give your, your, your message a kiss to every one of you. And we'll be live tonight, 7 p.m. at the same time on AYF. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Go Tigers. we got college baseball this week. Let's go. Looking forward to it. All right, we're clear the rest of the way. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Heavy traffic right now westbound on Vietnam Vets. That's what we're looking at live here at Conference Drive. you got all that heavy traffic flow trying to get into Hendersonville. Uh, right now going westbound on Vietnam Vets. It continues to run a little bit slow from time to time. 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area in from uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville. 840 has gotten a little bit crowded there in Paytonsville and that section of Williamson County. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at Tom- TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers. Folks like me who get the runaround from banks. And he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number. 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. 
knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. 859-9599. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Book. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. The arena of ideas is now open for your telephonic interactions. 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Listening to Blake there lament the lack of interior defensive linemen at LSU is interesting because at LSU you just don't think that, right? I, I There's so many dudes down in that state, it's hard to believe they're going to be a good team. Don't misunderstand the conversation. But and the offense, Jaden Daniels is gone. But they're still going to be powerful offensively. But that interior defensive line topic is interesting. We were talking about linemen changing the line of scrimmage. What I mean by that is moving from one side to the other. I've seen defensive linemen do it countless times. Athletic, maybe not quite as athletic as they'd want them to be, but they'd be athletic on the O-line. They make the transition. They do well. Very rarely, if ever, I mean, if ever, do you see an O-lineman transition to D-line. I've seen it a couple times. Tennessee had a new Vol fans. Remember Shane Burton? I think he was from North Carolina. He was a big 6'6". And he was at tight end, actually. And transitioned to defensive line and was a 6'6", 300-pound. He was good. He was a good player. Don't know if he had much of an NFL career, but he was a good player. Shane Burton. But again, that was that was tight end. Alabama had probably somewhere in the nineties a defensive lineman who was really active. Of course, Alabama's had a million of those, right? But he was originally on the O line. Was Jeremy Nunley, who's from Tennessee, was he on the O line originally at Alabama and then switched over? Remember, he was good at Alabama. He was a very active interior defensive lineman. But there was, it, it was during, if it wasn't Nunley, it was somebody in that era. It was a white guy, yes. That's all I remember. Transitioning from O-line to D-line. It never, 
very rarely do you even try it. The only reason why you would do it is if you just need a big body with a pulse. And you're out of bodies and you have to do something. That's a reason why you would do it. Offensive linemen and defensive linemen have specific characteristics. And uh, O-line to D-line never, never works. Topwater Assassin said, Bill, Vic Beasley went from tight end to defensive end and made it to the pros. Yeah, I've seen that. We mentioned Vanderbilt had a big 6'7 quarterback that transitioned to offensive tackle and did well. Went from 6'7", 240 to 6'7", 320, whatever it was. I always forget his name. But but O-line to defensive line is a rare, rare, if if ever. Think about it. Now, now I've studied this stuff for 40-something years. I remember, guys, as a kid in the 70s, when you had a perceived lack of defensive linemen. And I would scour the states, grab newspapers, wherever, just just to find legit defensive linemen. It It was much harder then. It's still hard, but it was much harder then to find good defensive linemen than it is now. And so I obsessed over this topic. That's why I perceive and place value on the D-line at such a high level because I understand how hard it is to get dudes that fit the description of a defensive lineman, particularly an interior defensive lineman, or you could say a very athletic defensive end. It's, It's difficult to come by. Dean said, Bill, Sam Matthews from Bowles. Now, remember Bowles had those three players that 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 everybody was talking about since their junior year. There was Sam Matthews, who was the big tackle. There was the linebacker, who was probably the best prospect, who was 6'5", about 230. And then there was the quarterback kicker, I believe. Wasn't he a kicker, too? And he was smallish. And... Alabama ended up taking all three. Who who was the linebacker who was so good? Was it was it something Carroll? Anyway, Sam Matthews was a six seven lineman, so he he ended up on the D line. He went from O line to D line. Again, we're not talking D line to O line. O line to D line. I remember we were in Georgia. For, I believe it was 1998, for the Georgia-Tennessee game in Athens. And that Friday night preceding the Saturday game, and I forget the school we went to in Atlanta, but it was Bowles versus this school. And we went to that game, and we were on the sideline, and um, who was the linebacker that was so good? I thought he was the best prospect of those three, but everybody was talking about those three. What was was wasn't was Travis Ryer's kid one of those kids on that team? You got you guys help me with that. 
So anyways, I believe so. The other team, the team from Atlanta, it was a private school, had a player to go on and go to Georgia Tech. It was actually pretty good as well. It was pretty good. But I remember that. Yeah, I remember those. Dean bringing up San Matthews. I have not thought about that in so long, man. Travis Carroll. Okay. Yep. Dean says, Bill, he went from D-line to O-line. He was on the loaded Bulls team, coached by Corky Rogers. Travis Carroll was in that group of recruits under the flop from op. Yeah, so you're talking about D-line to O-line. See, that's not rare. That's not all that unusual. O-line to D-line is what we're talking about. And Matthews was a big guy. Again, he was 6'7", 280, 300, whatever they listed him. Yeah, whatever they they listed him. Yeah, Travis Carroll. I was trying to think of – I was thinking of Quinn Carroll. I don't know why I was thinking of Quinn, but I do remember. And we were talking about those three early in their Bulls career. Wish I could remember the school in Atlanta where we were. It was a private school. Of course, there's a million schools in, in greater Atlanta. God knows, right? This was, I believe – September of of 98, we were down there. Jim and Jupiter said, Bill, a guy played at his high school. Kevin Patrick went from tight end to All-American defensive end at the U. And Warren Sapp went from tight end to D-line for the U. I do remember that. Travis Kelsey went from linebacker to center. So there's a D-line, and he's – he's Travis Kelsey might be the most athletic center ever. Now, again, that's – we could debate that. Alabama fans of Dwight Stevenson may have something to say about that, right? But – yeah, but, but again, Chris Ryer, okay, yeah. So, so you had Sam Matthews, Travis Carroll, Chris Ryer. There you have it. Yeah, there you have it. I remember. I absolutely remember that. And it was, uh, he's right. Dean knows everything. Bill, it was Marist, Atlanta Marist. Yep, I remember. All I remember is being on the sideline watching it, and there was a play. You know when there's a play, there's an out-of-bounds play, a guy's running, and he's running either at an angle towards the out-of-bounds with the ball, guy with the ball, or he's running down the sideline. And it's the perfect place for a kill shot. Think about it. You're you're running down, you're a safety, you're a linebacker, whoever, and you see this guy, you've got him in your crosshairs, and... He's running right by the sideline, Sammy sideline right there, right? And you know that this is a kill shot. You hit him, and then not only do you hit him, but you can also explode a lot of players on the sideline at the time, particularly if it's the opposing sideline. It's the perfect place for a kill shot. And in that game, we saw... The Travis Carroll kid, he's linebacker, 6'5", 230, come across the field on a play going down the sideline and completely blow everything up in its vicinity. 
and everybody just went nuclear there. I'm surprised his career did not go further than it did. I don't even know. Did he get a cup of coffee in the NFL? I thought that was a surefire Sunday guy. I did. I did. Topwater assassin, Bill, over the last 25 years, couldn't you argue that LSU has had the best D-line in college football? Oh, I would think it's up there. I'd have to put that in perspective. Alabama's had so many defensive linemen. Dating back to uh, the 70s, right? I don't know that anybody's had better from the 70s to now just consistently defensive linemen. I just, I just, hard for me to imagine with the sheer numbers and everything. But, but LSU's always got them. Dean says, Bill, I was on that team. Okay, well, that makes sense. And it was 1996? Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't that same weekend, 96. Yeah, Dean was on that team. And uh, it was Marist in Atlanta. I was I was there, Dean. If if I'd have known in the future that I would know you, I'd have, I'd said, "Hey, I got to watch Dean here." Yeah, Dean was in that game. He was on that. T- so Dean is a Bowles guy. That's a very, I'm sure, proud thing. The Bowles school. That's where Chipper Chip Chip. Speaking of Braves, that's where Chipper went. Right a Buckeye in Texas. Bill, didn't J.J. Watt start off as a tight end in college? I do believe so, yeah. Now, tight end, though, I've seen that transition. I've seen that. That's that's not that unusual. Offensive line, though, and J.J. Watt's obviously a phenomenal player, but offensive line to D-line, that is incredibly Unusual. Dean said Travis Carroll actually ended up transferring to Florida, undrafted free agent, played one game for the Saints, injured on special teams. Yeah, I would have missed on that. I missed on that one because I thought this is, this is, tell you what he was built like uh, from Augusta, Georgia, played at Southern Cal, Chip Banks. Body type, now he obviously not as good as Chip Banks, but. I thought he could be that kind of player. Yeah, I did. I I really thought so. Craig in North Augusta, South Carolina. Bill Matthew Campbell was 6'5", 240 as a tight end in high school in North Augusta. By the time he left South Carolina, he was 6'5", 305, played the O-line for the Panthers for eight years or so. There are stories like that. Where a guy is uh, 230, 240 in high school, a couple of years, he comes home and he's 320. Think about Joe Alt. What's likely to be the top offensive lineman taken in the draft coming up. Three-star. Dad was an All-American at Iowa many years. I believe Kansas City in the NFL. Was it John Alt? Joe was listed at 6'7", 240, his junior, senior year. 
gets to Notre Dame, again, three-star, and he's 6'8", probably 280. Oh, about four or five games into his freshman year, and they're struggling on the offensive line. They put him in there, and again, three-star, true freshman, left tackle, everything settled down. I remember watching it. I, I, I love the line of scrimmage. And I remember, okay, they're putting this kid in here. They're struggling. And I could tell in five minutes, this kid, with a really good last name, has completely settled that problem down. Those defensive ends and whoever was coming off the left side, they were not getting jack done. All of a sudden, that stopped. Now, I remember I sent a message to Brian Driscoll. I said, Brian, I'm watching this. Are, am I, am I, uh, are you seeing what I'm seeing? He goes, yep. Absolutely. In game, I could see it. Now, a lot, most of the time that happens, the young guy gets killed, right? Yeah, most of the time you don't see that. Young guy goes in and he gets baptized and it ain't pretty, right? Yeah, but there's there's lots of stories like that where the guy is undersized or something, and then boom, not two years later. All right, we'll get the break. Coming right back, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning continues to uh, a little bit heavy now on 40 westbound coming past the uh, Wilson County line there in the Davidson County as you come in through uh, from Mount Juliet uh, towards Hermitage. Traffic's really crowded again southbound 65 in Millersville. That's been on and off like that all morning long through that section of Sumner County. Speaking of Sumner County, it is crowded now westbound Vietnam Vets through Hendersonville all the way up to Conference Drive. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. You can order online anytime today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. 
Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I feel bad for Lamar. Not all his fault, but a lot of it's his fault. He just didn't play well. He looked rattled. Bagnolo's done a great job of that defense. Looked rattled. You know, he takes part of the blame, obviously. Zay Flowers takes a lot of the blame. Fumbling at the goal line. That stupid taunting penalty. You can't do that. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. He knows more about the oblong spheroid than any man in America. It's Bill King. Johnny Vegas is going to join us top of our three for some... uh, College baseball insight. Jay Book cannot go this week. Heard back from Jay Book. He can go next week. I tried to get him for Thursday, and he's not going to be available. But, like I mentioned, he can check back in with us next week. Johnny Vegas, chop of hour three this morning. On the cold text option line, which is... 615-844-5600. Jim and Jupiter said, Bill, I've had a cold. My throat's been killing me. Tell Tom in Myrtle Beach every night I've been having a nice pull from his old forester that I won from him. Says, can't wait to get another bottle when I win again against him this year. What's the bet this year? Last year it was who would win the game. Outright Florida, Florida State. And this year, I think the bet, and you guys correct me, I think their bet is by the time, last regular season game, Florida-Florida State play each other, Billy Napier will not be the coach. He will have already been unhired. Isn't that the bet? Tom says he'll be there. He'll be present. He will not be unhired at that point. And Jim and Jupiter says he will be unhired and not around. He'll be counting his buyout money. I think that's the bet. Speaking of uh, that topic, Brandon King is going to Ole Miss this weekend to see his friends. He's got some friends down there. The place where they redshirt Miss Americas. And... uh, I got him a bottle of Weller he's going to take down there, he and his buddies. 
Nice bottle of Weller. Not 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 the uh, not the big fancy one. About the fifty sixty dollar bottle, whatever that is. Taken down to Ole Miss again. Where they historically and still do red shirt Miss Americas. That's that's just the way it works down there, y'all. Yeah, that's the way it works. Topwater assassin over in South Carolina. Bill, do you remember after Chip Kelly got Oregon to the natty, he said, we won't even see defensive linemen like the ones Auburn had out here. I don't remember that, but I'm I'm sure he said it. The I remember Chip Kelly, somebody asked him about that style that he ran at Oregon and speeding it up and their practice habits and everything, and he said, look, if we could just line up and run it in the A-gaps, we'd do it. We just line up and play like we're Georgia and Alabama. We do it. Michigan. We 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 can't do that. Not with the players we get. Yeah, not not with the players. Now Oregon's got a lot of talent. They're gonna be picked either two or three in the Big Ten. It's gonna be Ohio State clearly number one. Number two, probably Oregon. And then number three, um, Penn State, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Johnny Vegas says, Bill, the lines are up. Is that right? He says, on DraftKings, you can get the college baseball lines. He goes, I've never bet a college baseball parlay. Tom was asking if you could bet parlays. I don't know that you can. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you can. I, I haven't thought about that. It's. It's. It'd be fun, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can do that. But yeah, but but college baseball. I do know that it's gotten more popular and people are betting it. And I had so much fun last year. Not just, not only just watching the games, which that's the part that's the most fun, but betting it. Like I mentioned, I bet every Paul Skeens start, every one of them, just and and the odds weren't real good. Money line, right? You were probably paying. Uh, I'm just going to give you a round number ten. A ten dollar bet probably win you about three bucks <laughs> with Skeens, <laughs> maybe because they're all. Until you get to the postseason, they're all money line bets when you're talking about college baseball. They're they're all by virtue of the money line because, think about it, the bookmakers aren't sharp enough to lay down actual lines. For example, minus one and a half, something like that, minus two and a half. The feeling would be the really sharp college baseball folks, Johnny Vegas studies it a lot, would be able to completely take advantage of that. Already taking advantage of it from a point of view of betting the money line. Max in the 404, Max in Sewanee, Georgia. Bill, when I was a freshman at Georgia in 75, Irk Russell moved Dickie Clark a Georgia high school All-State quarterback, to defensive end. He was an All-SEC defensive end on the 76 SEC championship team. Max in lovely Sewanee, Georgia. 
I don't remember him. I remember watching those Georgia teams, but I don't remember him. But that's a heck of a story. I remember uh, Matt Robinson and Ray Goff and all that. I remember the build-up to that 1980 team. Didn't the 79 Georgia team go 6-5? Georgia went from 6-5 in 79 to the national championship. That would not happen today, right? Think of think of another situation. I'm talking about all the way to the championship. Six and five. X Dupes was, I believe, seven and five before their national championship in 2000. Weren't they seven and five-ish? Lost Ole Miss in a bowl game. Won the Natty the next year. We'll get the break. Romney Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still heavy traffic trying to get in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County uh, towards Nashville through the Hickory Hollow area on 24 westbound. That's what we're checking out live. Just that normal heavy traffic for this time of the morning through Hermitage into Donaldson on 40 west here at Donaldson Pike. It remains heavy westbound on Vietnam Vets at Conference Drive. you still got a lot of traffic there in from uh, Hendersonville, Southern County headed towards the Nashville area. Princess Hot Chicken has you covered with catering. Check them out online today for that menu at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
It's a Bill King Show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Sports. Bill King knows a few things. I'm looking at DraftKings because Johnny Vegas just said the spreads are out on DraftKings talking about baseball. I did not know that. I just pulled it up. And just random, Tennessee, Tony Vols, and Texas Tech Friday night. Texas Tech's the top 20 team. This could be a very difficult game. Tony Balls could be Tennessee minus 180 again these are all money lines all money lines there are no run lines until you get I believe to Omaha we were talking about that's the first one I wanted to see though let me pick out Texas hosts San Diego minus 230 Tennessee is minus 180 in their game. Let me just jump around a little bit. See what's up. Notre Dame at Rice down in Houston. Notre Dame minus 175. Aggies against McNeese minus 445. Vanderbilt here in town. Friday night against Florida Atlantic minus 298. Stanford just got that kid. It's been months since we brought that name up. But the player from, I believe he's from Japan, right? Rintaro Sasaki. Who apparently is the best prospect in Japan from high school was shopping for months here and is going to go to Stanford. I think LSU, Blake said LSU had reached out. I don't know who all reached out to this guy, and I wonder what the name image likeness is. This guy, I just watched a little footage of him a few months ago. He looks like a lefty version of Tommy Tanks. He's built kind of like that. Yeah, Stanford is the recipient. A couple of others. Mississippi State Air Force, minus 210. Iowa, who I think is favored in the Big Ten, minus 330 against Seton Hall. Oklahoma, Oregon. Now, that's that's a game. Oklahoma, minus 125. A couple of others. Arkansas hosting James Madison, minus 500. Coastal Carolina, where Tom is. Minus 345 against George Mason. Clemson, minus 215. They host Xavier. LSU VMI, minus 1600. Georgia, North Carolina, Asheville. 
Georgia minus 210, the brand-new era there. Kentucky at USC Upstate. That's South Carolina Upstate. Kentucky minus 270. Ohio State and Boston College. BC minus 140. Boston College came to Knoxville last year, remember, and beat Tennessee. Tennessee was struggling at the time, but BC had a good team. Nebraska at Baylor, Baylor minus 130. And uh, that first game, which is Indiana and Duke, and that game is early. My time, that's a 10 a.m. game. Minus 175. There you have it. I did not know those spreads were out until Johnny Vegas told us. He's going to be with us at the top of the hour. Georgia Dog said, Billy, Georgia is undefeated right now in baseball. That's true. You Georgia fans, how does it feel to be undefeated right now? Allen in Tampa, Bill, please no baseball. Please stop. Allen's ears are bleeding right now. He may have to go to the ear, nose, and throat doctor and get a checkup today after this conversation we're having. Ken in Middle Georgia. Bill, how much would Herschel's NIL package be in this era? Herschel would say, I don't need that much. The football ain't heavy. I don't think he would be a frequent flyer in the portal. It'd be seven figures. Now, that's a cop-out answer, but you guys have heard all the rumors about what Herschel got offered anyways. Clemson was the primary other team at the time. And I believe that's – Charlie Pell had left. He was already going to Florida. But – so that would have been Danny. And the rumors – would you love – if? and I've known Danny. I haven't talked to him in a while. Would not – would it be a incredible conversation – to have a coach like that on and to talk about what went on with Herschel Walker to get him. What what went on, what 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 he got offered. I'm sure Herschel has talked about it through the years too. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Folks, I was at Neyland Stadium his first game, and one of the main reasons I was there was to see Tennessee and Georgia play, but it was to see him. I'd read about him forever in recruiting how good he could be. Again, according to the stories, he did not impress hardly anybody in August practice. Nobody at Georgia thought at the moment, this guy's just going to be a superstar. They knew how big he was in recruiting. He didn't even start the game, y'all. He did not start the game. He exploded in the second half of that game. But I was there. I, I watched him in warm-ups. I, that, my whole reasoning, at least partially, was to see that guy tried out first. And it turned out to be, in my opinion, the best college ball player ever. College football player ever. What would his NIL money be? It would be somewhere in the seven figures. I, We could just <laughs> let our imagination run loose there it'd be crazy 
Whatever that number is, it would be crazy. Top of the hour break coming up. Hour number three, Johnny Vegas. Patton, do you have his number? Okay. Johnny Vegas, send me your phone number again. 